What is up, guys? Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Bleeding BNG podcast. And I have an amazing, amazing episode for you guys in store today. I know when I left you guys on Sunday, I was kind of irate. I was kind of depressed. Uh, we took an ugly loss. We took an ugly loss on the chance of the Detroit Lions. But it's Wednesday, and it's time to look forward to a new week. And guess what? We have Philly week. We have our first NFC NFC East rivals, our first division rivals on the schedule. Um, it's, a, it's a homecoming for Carson in a sense, even though they kind of come down here. And I had to bring in the best. I had to bring in my guy, Mr. Crockpot, from the Party on Broad podcast. Um, I actually did an appearance on their podcast in the summer, and I enjoyed myself. So I told him as soon as I got off, I had to get him for a week three preview. So I'm glad to have you, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Carson Wentz versus Jalen Hurts week. Doesn't get any better than that, man. It's it's an NFC East, you know, division battle, but I can't wait to see Jalen Hurts go up against Carson Wentz, man. It, it's going to be so much fun. I'm not even going to lie to you, though, man. Like, this was the one 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 date on the calendar once the schedule was made that I circled. I think I talked to you guys, like, right after the schedule. Uh-huh. I was telling you guys how excited I was for it and things like that. But I'll be lying to you if I said that my mood hasn't dampened a little bit, man. And the reason that I say that is because you guys look like gangbusters in the first two weeks. You know, after the first two weeks, people are talking about you guys contending for the Super Bowl, being NFC contenders and things like that. And in all honesty, you guys beat a team that we got demolished by. And I don't say that lightly. Like Detroit physically manhandled us. Like it was 22-0 at a point. And you guys um, actually were up by like 20 points with them at one point before they made a big comeback. So you guys beat them 38 to 35. And you guys absolutely destroyed the Minnesota Vikings Mm -hmm. on national TV. And I got a good glimpse of that game as well. So how are you feeling about your Eagles after the first two weeks of the season, man? Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, a high and then an even higher uh, for Philadelphia Eagles fans. Uh, Ironically, how the Detroit Lions kind of handled the Washington Commanders kind of made me feel better about the Eagles' performance in week one because there was a lot of people that were not very happy about the Eagles after week one, especially on the defensive side of the football. And I'm talking about Jonathan Gannon, that soft coverage, playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, not blitzing. Uh, the, the game plan was very poor against Jared Goff, you know, um, kind of giving him whatever he wants. Uh, and then we got to week two, and not just offensively, but defensively, things got kind of back where uh, we kind of first projected them. So uh, things are pretty good in Philly right now. I think things are maybe a little too good in Philly because all signs point to a revenge game, a trap game uh, in many respects. And if we talk about predictions, we'll go there. Uh, but yeah, Philly's riding really high right now. Uh, along with uh, Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense uh, that seems to be a top three unit in the league right now, man. Uh, It's very impressive. Yeah, I know that we actually talked about Hurts on my um, appearance on you guys' pod, and I'm a big advocate for Hurts. I know a lot of my Washington Commander fans, they always get on me like, oh, dude, you're picking between the two and things like that. But no, I just like Jalen Hurts as a football player. I think that he's a tremendous leader, and I thought that if he made any marginal improvements as a passer, which it seemed like he has, um, he'll be he'll be one of the league's elite. How you feel about Jalen's progression uh, throughout the first two weeks of the season? It's wild, man. And it, like, let me preface. like. I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts guy. I I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a good NFL quarterback. But in Philadelphia, 
we're looking at this through the lens of can Jalen Hurts take that next step and be a, you know, a, a franchise quarterback, a guy that can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs, handle the blitz. Uh, you look at his progressions through two games. It's absolutely ridiculous, especially on third down. Jalen Hurts completion percentage was 26 best in the NFL. Uh, he was awful on third downs. In 2021, this year, over a 106 quarterback rating on third downs. He's been absolutely sensational. What you're going to be seeing a lot on Sunday uh, is a lot of RPOs, uh, a lot of taking that, you know, a lot of having lead blockers uh, and kind of making the defense uh, guess wrong. And Jalen Hurts has been sensational at just getting and being an efficient weapon in this offense. Uh, it's kind of been a more well-balanced offense compared to last year. I'm even surprised they threw as much against the Vikings when all signs pointed to a, a more heavy 2021 rushing uh, offense. But you look at Jalen Hurts, he's going through, his, he's making those progressions in his reads. Uh, he's throwing more accurately on the run, which was an area of weakness. He's hitting the intermediate routes, uh, which was an area of weakness. There's a, a list that goes on and on. When it comes to Jalen Hurst, albeit it's only two games, it's a long season. Uh, this was a huge game uh, on Monday night for Jalen Hurst because the Eagles have, what, the second easiest schedule in the NFL. There's not many games uh, to really kind of nitpick and break down the film, which we did uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, but that's kind of been kind of the thing with Jalen Hurts. He's a good quarterback, but he can't get it done against good teams. He has zero wins against uh, teams with uh, 500 or more record. And they absolutely blew the roof off on Monday night. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot to mention a lot of a lot of my skeptic, my, my criticism or my critics as well. They say, man, you like Jalen because you guys have the same name. Hey, man, it's something in that first name, man. I'm just saying. But let's touch on the quarterback. <laughs> let's touch on the quarterback that has now been on both sides of this rivalry. Um, our commander, Commander Carson, Captain Carson, as we like to call him in these parts. But I'm, honestly, man. Carson has surprised me. Um, he's thrown for 650 yards through two games uh, with a 67 um, completion percentage, passing completion percentage, seven touchdowns and three interceptions. One thing that I will mention is that I feel like the only flaw that I've seen in this game um, uh, right now that, you know, you guys in Philly or the coach fans have warned me about is he does have a tendency of holding on to the uh -huh. ball. I haven't uh -huh. really seen, I haven't really seen the miracle, the miracle shots yet or the, or the glory plays that he's looking for. Uh, but he does have the tendency to hold the ball a little long, but but we all know that with Carson comes some off-the-field drama as well, some locker room issues that have been talked about, some leadership, some character issues that have been talked about. So how do you think his psyche is going to be as he faces his the team that drafted him for the first time? You know he's got this game circled on his uh, you know, refrigerator from the jump. You know, this is a huge game for Carson Wentz. And let, let me say, I was a humongous Carson Wentz fan. Uh, that, that injury he had back in 2017 against, I believe, the Rams, I, I, if I'm mistaken, uh, when the Eagles were like 11 and 2. That was like one of the darkest days of my life. <laughs> darkest, darkest days. Um, but you nailed on it. The character issues, uh, the leadership issues, they're they're all there. Whether uh, he, since, you know, a couple of injuries, and there, no, some of those injuries are not his fault. The one were from Jadavian Clowney where he just took a shot in the head. Uh, that was not his fault. 
But since then, uh, there's been some mechanical issues, uh, things like that, that have really kind of, you know, slowed down this guy's career. When I look at Carson Wentz, it's kind of a lot of the same issues that I had um, as an Eagles fan. His he's he takes way too many risks. His decision making when it counts is never great. Um, he he takes way too many hits as well. Um, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, and uh, no one's really been able to kind of coaching wise connect with Carson to kind of take away some of uh, those concerns. So. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to have performances uh, and it could be Sunday against the Eagles where you're like, wow, that what wh- what a game. And then, you know, come <laughs> closer to the end of the season when the game's on the line and the season's on the line, he's either not playing or he's making mistakes or the team or end him have come out flat. So that's kind of been the narrative. Absolutely, man. And as I kind of expressed when I was on you guys' show that I wasn't a, a Carson Wentz, like I, I didn't not want him on my team. My biggest reason as I wasn't a fan of the trade is that, you know, that $28 million cap hit that he was exactly. taking. And I'm not sure if he was a $28 million player, but I'll be naive to not admit that he's, he's, you know, head and shoulders above uh, a guy like Taylor Heineke or oh, guys yeah. that we've been having in the past, like a case kingdom and things like that. Just the simple arm talent that he made on like the game winning throws against Jacksonville and things like that. I, I lied to you not. It's throws that we haven't really seen in a long time in Washington. Now, is that the more talk about our situation in Washington? Was that the more talk about Carson? I don't know right now. Um, because like I said, he seems to be, productive um and like you said you know he does have I, I've I've already talked it up every Sunday I found myself tweeting that Carson's going to Carson and what I mean by that is he's going to give you that that hero ball that negative play that turnover worthy type play but he does have the arm talent to throw you back and things like that mm-hmm. is that something that has always been in this game um since he's been uh in the league pre-injury his improv improv on the run um, you know, went under pressure was magical. Mm-hmm. That guy was absolutely, and that's kind of what I'm talking about with those injuries. Like uh, since those injuries, that, that has definitely kind of decreased over time. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, rookie season Carson, uh, 2017 Carson, uh, that guy was so just, he made he made speed. nothing. He he made just magic out of nothing mm-hmm. uh, over and over and over again. We just really haven't seen that. Um, and that was one of his biggest skill sets, especially being able to get out of the pocket and use his arm. And he's got everything you want, size, ta- uh, arm strength, you name it. Um, it's just the stuff that you said off the field, the leadership kind of concerns. Um, when it comes to slowing down Carson Wentz, it's all about getting pressure. And that's when kind of things kind of start to unravel. You look at even last week, he was 5 of 14 uh, on dropbacks when under pressure uh, and he averaged 3.8 yards per attempt in week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look at um, the Eagles blitz, uh, you know, they, they did give up 35 points against the lions, but when the Eagles do blitz, it's been really effective. Mm-hmm. And what I would be nervous about uh, commanders fans is especially the blitz up the middle, like TJ Edwards, was all over the field. He had a really poor game against the Lions, but I was we were really impressed overall with Jonathan Gannon and how he uh, definitely provided much more pressure on the Kirk Cousins and the Vikings in week two. 
Um, so if you can get in the head of Carson Wentz and, you know, kind of get him throwing off his back foot like the Eagles did against Kirk Cousins in uh, Monday Night Football, that's kind of what the Eagles game plan has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you touch on that up the middle pressure. I don't know if you know, we actually um, lost our starter for presumably the season in Chase Rulier. This is a guy that was battling back from a, a fibula injury last year, and he didn't have the best two games um, early this season. But this is a guy who was a staple on the offensive line. He's been there for a while. So how do you think, let's stay with that trench play. How do you think the guys like Fletcher Cox, Jordan yeah. Davis, and those defensive line, how do you, you think they're going to um, eat, eat on Saturday, um, Sunday? Because the offensive line had a very putrid performance against the Detroit yeah. Lions, if I do say so myself. It depends on what Jonathan Gannon, our defensive coordinator, you get on Sunday. You never truly know. Like, there's some skeptics like myself. There, like So it's it's really kind of a roller coaster ride. When it comes to the Eagles defense, uh, just to go uh, piggyback off the Eagles blitz, they were 29th in blitz rate and 29th in defensive EPA in 2021. So far this year, 12th in blitz rate, third in the league in defensive EPA uh, per play when they bring the pressure. So this is a much different kind of pressure the Eagles will be providing, whether it's the linebackers or the cornerbacks. They've been getting home, and that's good to see. Now, they're not like tops in the league in sacks, but they're, they're doing a really good job getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, they definitely played better um, against the Vikings. They were absolutely absent against the Lions. Hassan Reddick was absolutely absent against the Lions and the Vikings. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's actually you know, playing Reddick way more in coverage, and he just looks silly. Mm-hmm. to no one's surprise against Justin Jefferson in a couple of plays. I don't really understand what the idea there is, especially, you know, Hassan Reddick should be up at the line of scrimmage and providing pressure every single freaking time. And we really haven't seen that yet. Uh, but they, they sh- that's definitely an area the Eagles should have an advantage. Um, so I expect the Eagles defensive line uh, to be uh, playing physical, you know, providing that up front, uh, in the middle pressure to kind of get Carson Wentz, you know, kind of guessing. And that's when those turnovers and mistakes happen. You look at uh, the Eagles defense, you know, this year compared to previous years, they're getting turnovers. This was a defense that never got defensive takeaways. Like the last couple of years, they're among the bottom in the league in, in defensive takeaways. Uh, Darius Slay, uh, Avante Maddox, um, Kaiser White, like they, they they have been uh, using the pressure, the quarterback pressure to equal uh, results and turnovers. And that's something the Eagles haven't Eagles fans haven't seen in a long time. I'm beefing with Darius Slay right now. He lost all, he lost my fantasy matchup because he held Justin Jefferson in solitary confinement. I tell you. He had that man in prison all night long. Justin Jefferson was in hell. Um, it was a it was an amazing uh, performance by Darius Slay for sure. Right. Let's stay in the trenches. Let's stay in the trenches. I don't know if you know, but the 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 holes in in the Washington's defense have been open all night, like 7-11, man. And there's a stat that if you eliminate the quarterback runs, that the the runs on average are averaging about eight and a half yards per carry. DeAndre Smith averaged 11.6 yards per carry on a bad ankle against us last week for crying out loud. And I I went back, I went back and watched uh, my appearance on you guys' show in preparation for today. 
And it seemed to me that you guys were a little surprised that I ranked them guys as a 3.5 out of 5 and uh, not as highly. Um, and this is one of the reasons why. You know, everybody talks about those five first-round picks. But I see these dudes get bullied far too often. I see them get washed down in the run game far too often. And you touched on it earlier, how you didn't even expect the Eagles to pass as much as they do as they did against the Minnesota Vikings because we know them as a run-first team. You know, they have those mm. back, uh, that backfield by committee with Ganwell, Miles Sanders, and everybody like that. And then they have that elite offensive line. So what do you expect? Oh, and not to mention that guy, Jalen Hurts, and what he can do with his legs as well. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? And what do you expect from the Eagles rushing offense against this poor commander's defense? On yeah, it, it's elite, bro. It, the, that's their bread and butter. And um, it's been really kind of nice to see the Eagles pass setting up the run this year. It used to be uh, at least the second half of 2021. Uh, the Eagles run attack was you know the best in the league. But that's all they did. Hertz was throwing like 10 to 15 times a game. Like it was basically run, 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 run. And, you know, make sure just limit the turnovers on in the passing game. Uh, but this year, Hertz is going out of the pocket. You're seeing more RPOs. Um, again, it's only two games. We'll see what this ha- we'll see what happens, you know, week 10. And, and we'll have a much better sample size to kind of break down the film. Uh, but the Eagles. Uh, run game starts with Jalen Hurts. Um, that that is what he does for the Eagles' run game is absolutely massive. Um, and Miles Sanders, and I'm not a Miles Sanders guy. I, I'm more of a Kenny Gainwell guy. Um, Miles Sanders is an immense talent. Went on the field. Problem he's not ever on the field. He's been hurt. Uh, he gets banged up way too easily. He makes stupid mistakes. He fumbles the ball. He's not a good receiver. He's been great this year, man. He he's been very efficient. Um, he, he cut down the mistakes. He's been on the field so far, knock on wood. Um, Miles Sanders has been a spark plug for this offense. Uh, I think he's had like at least 80 yards rushing in two straight games. Uh, Jalen Hurts, another air improvement. Jalen Hurts was dead last in the league in checkdowns among starting quarterbacks. They're going down. He's, he's been at least in week two, going down to the checkdowns a lot more with whether that's Miles Sanders or Kenny Gamewell or Boston Scott. He's Jalen Hurts is taking what the defense is giving him. And that's definitely something different that we've seen from Jalen Hurts. Typically, whether it's a clean pocket or under pressure, Jalen Hurts would put his head down, tuck and run. um, And we've seen less of that. Uh, So this is a different kind of Eagles offense. They're still like among the tops in the league when it comes to uh, rushing attack. I think they lead the league in uh, rushing touchdowns with six. Uh, they're they're absolutely a, a beast there. Five, uh, they're fifth in the league in yards per carry, five point two. Um, they're um, tied for first in rushing first downs in the league at twenty three. Um, and I think uh, what we've seen the most efficient wise from the Eagles is third down. This is one of the best third down teams in the league, and I think Washington's pretty good defensively on third down. So that's going to be one of my like key matchups to watch there. I think what I saw was um, Washington was has the fourth best third down defense in the league right now at 28%. And the Eagles are, I think, top three as well uh, in offensive third down conversion. So that's definitely a little area that I'll be watching. 
And that's definitely that's definitely an outlier for history from Washington. Um, you can look in the historic ranks. We have historically in the 2010 some of the worst third down defenses in NFL history. And I, <laughs> I, I know about those numbers as well. Um, and I think that some of that data is skewed is because okay. those teams aren't getting the third down on us. They're they're killing us on first and second down, <laughs> um, especially the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions has seven explosive plays. So when you have that type of game, you don't need third down when you yeah. when you're gaining 50 yards a pop. I do yeah. think that we showed improvement against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but to this point, I'm gonna still call those the Jacksonville Jaguars. So to. you know who who are who are they? Um, but yeah, I, I think that we are making marginal improvements. So that's something to look at um on Sunday, uh for sure. So let me let me get to some positive vibes for my commanders, man. All right. I think that this wide receiver room, and I don't parse my words when I say this, I know it's only week two. I think that we have an elite um, set of wide receivers. Um, if you look at, at it, we have a $24 million man in Terry McLaurin, but he's third in, third in receptions, and he hasn't even caught a touchdown yet. And we've averaged 28 points per game. Um, so we can we can let it fly with the best of them. And I think part of that, um, not only with Carson, is that our receivers get open. Um, you can you can you can exploit Curtis Samuel in multitude of ways to exploit the defense. Um, I've actually not been um, too pleased with Terry McLaurin's target share um, because I think that if you feature in a guy um, with you know paying a guy um, twenty four million dollars, you have to feature him like a Stephon Diggs gets featured in Buffalo, like these elite receivers get featured um, all over the place. But you guys have a pretty pretty good trio of receivers over there as well in A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and I even saw Quez Watkins making a huge play. He's a speed wow. demon. Um, so I guess my first question is, how are you feeling about your receiver room? And and let's take the bias out of it on both ways. Who do you think has the um, better receiver room going into Sunday's matchup? Going against each other or just overall in the NFL? Um, overall in the NFL. I definitely think it's the Eagles right now. Mm. Um, and I'm a Jahan Dotson fan. If you, I'm a big NFL draft guy, and I was really high on him uh, heading uh, and going to the, the commanders. Uh, but for me, it's it's definitely um, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. And you could probably throw in Goddard there, who plays mm. a, a ton. He's more of a receiving tight end anyway. Uh, but what A.J. Brown you know what 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 he what he has that gravity he has uh as a receiver on the outside is absolutely ridiculous um it's something the eagles haven't had since um a guy since my my guys like uh Deshaun Jackson like he just opens up so much for Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith and we finally saw it in week 2 um I, I was hoping to see in week 1 and Jalen Hurts and Devontae were a little off uh, they, they didn't they had some chemistry timing issues but in week two Devonte smith was targeted on the first play of that game and uh was a huge uh integral part of the eagles offense which we expect because Devonte in the slot we're seeing Devonte much more in the slot this year compared to last year because now they have uh aj brown Devonte in the slot man going up against the the slot defenders and uh you know those kind of like CB2s and CB3s of the world, that's a mismatch every single time. Devontae, if there was any takeaway from the Eagles last year, uh, whether you're a Hurts guy or not, is that there were so many missed opportunities for Devontae. Uh, he should have had way more yards, way more targets, way more touchdowns. Uh, he was sensational. The throws just weren't there. The timing and the chemistry issues uh, were there. So uh, I think... Uh, it is definitely in favor of the Eagles right now. 
Uh, I'm really curious how that Smith Jahan Dotson matchup will be in terms of slot receivers. Cause I think that's a big one. I think that's kind of something that has really nipped the butt of the commanders, especially those slot receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, guys like that in the slot that have really kind of torn up the <laughs> commander's defense. So I, I'm expecting Devonte to have a huge game in week three, man. That all signs point to a really another strong game from Devonte, who was sensational against the Vikings. Absolutely. And not just because I'm a Washington fan. I'm going to just have to lean the other way. And let me give you some reasons why. Sure. I love A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown. You know, when they – and I'm pretty sure you've seen it as well. When they, like, clumped the 2019 receivers all together with D.K., Devo, and things like that. A.J. Brown is the one person, even though I do give Terry McLaurin a slight edge, he's the one person I've been hesitant um, to, you know, just give declare Terry much better than. Um, I even mentioned on um, – to on Monday, Monday night when I was watching him, and you might you might kind of see it as a Philly fan as well. I said AJ Brown plays like TO, man. Like yeah. he's physical with the ball in his hands. He's uh his 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 run after the catch is lethal and things like that. So I think that you know at the wide receiver one position, I do think that they're they're deadlocked. I think that they're pretty even and things like that. But I think that that our receiver room just runs deep. I love Quez Watkins, but he's kind of like a one trick pony to me. And if and if yeah. you're putting Curtis Samuel, me technically, I will put Jahan Dotson as our wide receiver too, and Curtis Samuel as our third because he's just more of a gadget guy. Even though he's been a staple of this offense. I, I lied to you not, man. Um, I was I was out there in training camp practice, and I said, Jahan Dots is probably the most nuanced receiver on this roster already, Terry McLaurin included. Now, mm-hmm. Terry has some freakish physical attributes like the speed and, you know, the the the, the physicality that, you know, Jahan Dotson hasn't really um, showcased yet. But just, like, the way he runs his route, he's a natural hand catcher and things like that. And he's backed it up so far. Like, that game-winning touchdown catch he made against the Jacksonville Jaguars – was simply absurd. Um, so yeah, just just kind of the depth. We got Logan Thomas coming back, and I'll give you a sneaky one. I think we have this tight end coming back in Cole Turner. I think he's coming okay. back this week. Um, he was he was huge in training camp. Got nicked up right before the preseason, and I think they've been keeping him on ice for this matchup in specific. Okay. You, you didn't hear that from me though. You did not hear that from me. <laughs> that from me. Um, this is a six seven dude um, tight end. You know Carson loves his tight ends out of Nevada, um, and I think that he can make an impact throughout this season. As well so i'm gonna get you out of here on this one i'm gonna get you out of here on this one let me get a score prediction and then let me get one bold prediction for sunday's game um whichever way you want to take it be from the offense the defense the special team game flow a score prediction and a bold prediction for sunday's game i'm gonna get you on out of here this is one of those games like i said at the start of the show where like all signs point to the eagles offense rolling in this one uh you look at especially the commander's rushing defense. They have uh, the the defense has allowed 29 points per game. They're currently 29th in run defense. They allow 157 rushing yards per game through two weeks. Um, that is just tailor made for an Eagles offense that you know just the, offensive line wise, uh, they are so good in just bullying you know defensive lines. And I just don't know. Uh, when it comes to the depth of the commander's defensive line, when it comes to uh, the the commander's linebacking play, um, I think there's a major advantage there. So right now, I think I'm going to say, I think the line is at six and a half. Mm-hmm. I will say 33-27, Eagles get the W in this one. And 
Uh, I think this will be another game for Miles. Or I'm sorry, Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith will kind of continue to carve up uh, the the commanders kind of slot defenders. Um, I think Devontae and Jalen finally got on the same page in week two, and I look for that to continue in week three. Absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. If you have anything you want to plug, go ahead and let our let our fans know. We get we get a, we get some pretty good traction over here, so um, yeah, go out to a pretty good audience. Was so there anything you want to plug before we head on out? Nah, I mean you don't have to you don't have to check out our our channel because we we're pretty heavy when it comes to Philly sports. But I will say, if you love the NFL draft as much as I do, I put out NFL draft content about six to eight videos a week, every single week, whether uh, they're top quarterbacks or what. So I, I'm an NFL draft junkie. Uh, I've got top 10 rankings of the top <laughs> way too early cornerbacks, quarterbacks, edge rushers, interior defensive linemen, safeties, you name it. Uh, it's all on the channel. And I think that's like the bread and butter of our channel is the NBA and the NFL drafts. That's my, that's my love. That's my Absolutely. absolute love. Uh, so if you love those two things, go check us out. The paint and the lines. Um, I, I love the quarterback class in this draft. So all, all the gushing about Jalen Hurts, I want to make things clear. Like, I'm still very much worried about that upcoming contract. I am very much interested uh, with the way this roster is currently set up. You you bring on a rookie quarterback, an elite rookie quarterback. You got two first-round picks next year. Uh, I, there will be one available in that mid-first round with that Saints pick. Mm-hmm. And you have a young, elite quarterback on, on a rookie contract with that roster construction, that's really exciting. So as much as Jalen Hurts looks good, you know, we still have a long way to go. It's a long season. Uh, but anyway, uh, go check us out if you love NFL draft or NBA draft content. For sure, man. As you know, us over at Bleeding BNG, we only we only mess with the best. So I can attest that they put out great work over there. So be sure to check out my guy, man. And I appreciate you coming on the show today. Let's have a let's have a good one on Sunday, man. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for letting me join, man. I'm honored. Uh, go Birds, and good luck on Sunday. I think it's going to be a close game. Like, I, I do think that, like, all, all the stuff that, like, what your gut feels like, it's a division rivalry game. Like, and you know those, all that, all that, like, these numbers go out the window on Sunday. Well, sure. I see that you had Washington covering, and and that's what I'm going to go with for my score prediction. I don't know if <laughs> win or lose, but I do think we covered a six and a half. But like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. And let's have one on Sunday, man. Awesome. Sounds great. All right, man. Have a good night. You too.